0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Lardy Miss Clardy.
2: Lardy Miss Clardy.
0: Lardy Miss Clardy. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to. The Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Saturday, October the 17th, 2009. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Brother Blondie. Coming at you live from Columbus, Ohio, with fresh news, music, and updates right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. This is the place to be, to be heard, and to get heard. Come join in and stand up. Speak Up and Speak Out Against Victimization and Fraud. Is violence prevalent amongst black youth in our community? Are you concerned about this? Do you think that youth victimize themselves when conducting violence amongst themselves and in their communities? Why or why not? Come on to the show and hear comments about it. Let's find out what kind of. Solutions we can come up with to help our youth. There will be a great guest on our show from the Black Anti-Defamation Council to talk about this subject. Please come and share your comments on this subject. Your input is valuable. To contact us at www.familiesandvictimsoffraud.com or at brotherblondy@hotmail.com at or Call in at the call-in number as we are live right now on or at 347-884-8684, and we will be right back.
2: You know they got me trapped in this prison of seclusion, happiness living on the... Even a smooth criminal when they must get caught. Shut up a shot down with the bullet that he brought. Nine millimeters. Chicken thinking about what the street do to me. Cause they never talk. peace in the black community. All we know is violence. Do the job in silence. Walk the city streets like a rat pack of silence. Too many brothers. Daily had a bugger big ten. Niggas coming out worse off than when they went in. Over the years, I've done a lot of growing up. Get drunk growing up. Stuffed up. Then I said I had enough. There must be enough. Another rock, way out to money and fame. I changed my name, played a different game. Tired of being trapped in this business cycle. And one more cop or athlete, I just might Cycle. And when I get him, I hit him with a bumper. Only a lunatic would like to see a skull crush. Yo, if you're smart, you'll really let me go cheap. But keep me cooped up in this ghetto and catch the fool's They got me trapped. Uh-huh, they can't keep the black man down. They got me trapped. got oh, it Thank you. Got me trapped to barely walk the city streets by a cop harassing me, searching me, been asking my identity. Hands up, throw me up against the wall. didn't do a thing at all. Telling you what they suck got, got to fall. up, throw me on the concrete, trying to try to kill me. But they didn't know this was the wrong streak. Bang, bang, now another casualty. What is the cop who shot at brutality? Who do you blame? It's a shame because the man's playing. He got caught in the chains of his own game. How can I feel guilty after all the things they did to me? Sweated me to me trapped in my own community. What they am gonna bust? Blow up on this society. Why did delight me? I couldn't find a trait of equality. Work me like a slave while they laid back. Homie, don't play that. It's time I let them suffer. to the pay back. I'm trying to avoid physical contact. I can't hold back. It's time to attack Jack They got me trapped. Uh-huh. They can't keep the black man. You know they got me trapped. Ah, they can't keep the black man down. Ah, uh-huh, they can't keep the black man down. They got me trapped. Nah, now I'm trapped and woke up on my getaway. All I need is a cheat. and someone safe to say you can't use the phone because I'm sure someone's was happening in this before. Ain't scared to use my dad again. I look back in hindsight. The fight wasn't relevant, but that was friend. Too late to be telling up. He shot first and I'll be damned if I run away. Homie, is done away. I should have put my gun away. I wasn't thinking. All I heard was the ridicule girl. He laughing. you saying, damn, homie, this is me. fired my weapon. Started stepping in the heart. Hurricane. I got shot, so I dropped, killing the burst of pain. Got to my feet, couldn't see, nothing but bloody blood. Now I'm a fugitive to so be hunted like a murderer. Ran through an alley, still looking for my dead away. Not be free, or oh, you'll be dead today. Trapped in the corner, dark and I couldn't see the light. Both in my mind was denied and a better life. What do I do? Live my life in a prison cell? I'd rather die than be trapped in the living hell. They got me trapped. The black man down. They got me trapped. Nah, no, they can't keep the black man down. Strap. Uh-huh, they can't keep the black man down. No, they down. got me trapped. Nah, no, they can't keep the black man down. Strap. Hey, yo, I ain't gotta go back
0: All right, all right. We are back right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. And now, before we get started, for all those that are in the house with Lardy Miss Clardy, please turn down your speakers or mute it so that we will have no interferences. We need to be heard clearly. Um, And now I would like to again, say that we have a guest that has appeared on the Lardy Myth Party blog talk radio show to talk about the black-on-black crime that's going on with our black youth, which is violence amongst black African youth. And his name is Tyrone Thomas. He is the president of the Black Anti-Defamation Council. And he and we are going to bring some information and maybe even some solutions that will be helpful in helping any community or in any listener that is out there listening to the Lardy Miss Party Blog Talk Radio Show uh, that you can take back to your community leaders to use. And I hope that this that this segment of our show will be uh, very useful in you find solutions to a problem such as this. Solutions is the key to any problem. So call in at the number of uh, 347- 884-8684 and give us some updates and some anything that we need, some comments, views, your your solutions. It's all important to us. Call us at the number again, 347- 884 eight four. And we are going to allow Brother Thomas to come on and give us the lowdown on the black on black crime in in Ohio communities, in Columbus, Ohio communities, excuse me. And so Brother Thomas, how are you doing today? Are you are you ready to give up the goods of what's going on of the concerns of our black
3: youth in Columbus is uh, community. Good, good Wendy. Um, it's obvious that uh, anywhere you look in America today, you got black on black crime, you got uh, violence among uh, our people. But the reason we focus on our youth is because our youth are our future. They're the most important element in, this, in our societies today, because they hold what we hope is our tomorrow. They bring to us what we can look forward to in the future. And what we're seeing among a handful of our, our black youth is, is bringing all our youth down. If you go to the justice system, if you look at the uh, courtrooms, uh, it's full of our young black youth. Mm-hmm. If you go in the streets, uh, just about any given day, you can find youth violence in the streets. And we used to be comfortable with it because it was, it was our young men, but it's no longer our young men. It's our young sisters, our young brothers, and every now and then you can catch a family feud going on in the street. I mean, we've just taken violence to the street like it's nothing. And as the Black Anti-Defamation Council looks at this and try to work out solutions, we don't we don't have a cure-all. And nobody has a cure all. That's gonna take a people moving in one fourth, moving together, to correct that. And so when I talk to the youth, I hope they take it home to the parents, the nieces, relatives, and say, Hey, you know what? We heard something that, that sounds good. We 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 feel what this person's saying, or we feel what this group's saying. It feels good and we need to practice this in the home so it flows out the door and not back in the door. So if we can get our youth to, to, to practice nonviolence, and I don't mean in a sense as as Martin Luther King and, and those groups talked back in the day, they said, you know, take it no matter what. When I'm talking about nonviolence, I mean stop the violence, stop the killing, mm-hmm. stop hurting each other just because we feel like it's good. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the history says that that's embedded into us. The disrespect for each other is bred into us. Okay, so what? When does it stop? It stops now. It stops with you. It stops with I and the, and the young people. So if we work towards stopping it, we put instruments out there to stop this. If we go out and talk to the youth and find out what it's going to take for them personally to get out of there, and then offer them the assistance and the help, and also live the example,
2: mm-hmm.
3: then we can curve and and start to put a stop to to uh, the violence that's leading to the killing of our young babies.
0: Thank you very much for that, um, Brother Thomas. Um, that's clearly and I mean, we that is clearly as as it was already stated. That there is a significant amount of violence that's going on in our amongst our black youth, and um the question I want to add to that, and then after this question, you know, just to give something to for everybody to reflect on after this question and after you comment on it, then we're gonna take a break real quick and um and then we're gonna come back, okay. So um, the question is ask Do you believe that you know homicide is one of the leading causes of death among the blacks? In it, we, we're we're going to equate this not only just locally but in a national sense. You know that is a part of uh, why we have black on black crime going on with our uh, youth. Homicide is the
3: number one killer of black. Another black person. Um, nowhere in the world can you equate the ratios of killing among a race as you can the black race. And, you know, I concentrate here at home. I concentrate on Columbus, Ohio, uh, because I live in and work in this community. But when you start looking black on black, crime and violence, and the way to address the uh, violence among our youth. Now, I, my daughter said it best yesterday, and, and she was not not on this topic, but she said, why is it that when there's problems at school and black on black, they're so quick to rush them off to jail? And she said, Dad, when it's, when it's the other group of people, they don't They do not do a whole lot. But when it's us, they want to rush us off to jail. And so when it's the other group, the teachers will step in and stop it. But when it's us, they kind of stand back and hold everybody so it can continue on. She says, I don't understand that. So I explained to her that if we don't take care of our own problems, nobody else is going to. So the, the homicides among our people, uh, it's, it's escalating but among our young black males and females, it's growing at a alarming rate. Nobody has a figure because nobody, it's not a figure that the, the establishment wants to track and, and report back because then you'd have a crisis and then it has have to be addressed. So if we, if we keep it on the down low and let it continue to happen, then we don't, as a society and as a government, don't have to address the issue. Now, if young people want to get a, get it addressed pretty quick take it to their neighborhood and do it in their neighborhood and it'll be a draft. and that's like anything in the, in the black society as long as it stays within our society and nobody says it does anything about it it's not a draft. but as soon as it steps out and starts to affect other groups other than us then it's because it's an epidemic, and then it wants they want to address it and try to try to band it they never really want to fix this problem it hadn't been fixed and As I was driving over here today, I was thinking about my right to vote and how important it was. Because I actually fought for the right to vote. It's not. It wasn't given to me. I was. I grew up in an era where you had to. You had to fight with the rest of the people to vote. And so I'm saying to young people, you know, you you have to fight to live, so that you can vote, so you can change the system that's oppressing you. It's not only oppressing. Blacks and general, suppressing our young people. And if you look at, uh, I keep going back to this, if you look at the court system, you just go sit in the courtroom and look at the number of our youth and how they're treating our youth, then you wonder why they're not responding. They're not responding because they don't think anybody's here. And that's why the Black Anti-Defamation Black Anti- Council is stepping up to communicate with these youth so they realize or they have the option of knowing someone does care. Someone wants them to live and, and be prosperous and grow up and be be a Barack Obama.
0: Thank you for that. Definitely, you know, that that you spoke on the being a leader as such as Barack Obama, and there's a little twist to that, too. Um, We will get back to that, but on the conversation on -on black-on-black crime amongst our youth, it is a very big systemic problem, and it does need to be resolved. And when we get back from this break, there is a couple of questions that I would like to ask. I'm sure Brother Blondie would like to, you know, take the time to ask questions as well. but definitely, you know, I am I am grateful that you are on the show to share, uh, a, you know, about this problem. I'm really, really thankful to that. Thank you, brother, uh, brother Thomas. Thank you, thank you very much. We'll be back. Uh, stay tuned on the Lordy Miss party Block Talk Radio Show.
2: Yo, is let's do this. Walking, psychopath talking. King of my jungle, just a gangster stalking. Living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. The dead is a step back, to the colors I choose—red or blue of. Cut. 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 You don't know me, If you didn't own me, cool I don't need your assistance, social assistance, any problem I got I just put my fist in, Cut. my life is fine, my life is fine, my life is fine. The Peace is real reality, my colors, my arms, my colors, my arms With my colors, the problem runs over, can't fall Tell me, what happened next to me, what have I got I control not the young and young brother got growing out My homework got stacked. My mother's on crack. My sister can't work because her arms show no track. Insanity live in for fantasy. Then some punk claim and they're understanding me. Give me a break. What we'll But I don't care my game ain't knowledge my game fear, I have no remorse so squares beware, but for my missions is just revenge you ain't my set you ain't my friend wear the wrong color your life could end, homicides, my favorite dance, color I can't I'm going a giant, police not You'll we'll say the stop, but I'll say that I can't. My okay, my family. It's all that I have. I'm a star on the wall my autograph. You don't like it. So you know where you can go. I'm a And there's I am a So I got to no it. doesn't so cool for us to do it. Died, but it just mine to let me define my territory. Don't cross the line. Don't try to act crazy because the shit don't face me. If you ran like a punk, it wouldn't amaze me because my color is Though we all want peace, but our war won't end. Still, our war <laughs> crow 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 crow
0: Like we are in war on violence or something. We are back on the Lardy Miss Cardi Blog Talk Radio. I see that we have a caller online. And I'm sorry about this. I need to plug myself back in. It seems like I keep getting kicked off from the host line, so bear with me. But, however, we are back, and we would like to acknowledge that there is a caller on the line and that uh, after a few minutes or so here of conversation, we will let you on so that you can give your views and comments. And I am going to turn it over to Brother Blondie to give us playbacks and updates. Back to you, Brother Blondie.
1: Well, you know, Lord and Miss Quality, we are talking about the violence of the youth, and, of course, what better way to talk about that than the music that I've been displaying? You just heard Ice Teas, Colors, from the motion picture uh, soundtrack, and before that, you heard Tupac Shakur and Trapped featuring Digital Underground. And like they said... Nah, they can't keep the black man down. And, you know, tomorrow the Black Anti-Defamation Council will hold the Stop the Killing workshop Sunday, October 18, 2009, at 3 p.m. at 99 East Broad Street, corner of Broad and 18th, and weekend meetings must enter through the rear door. (coughs) Excuse me. Our mission statement the Black Anti-Defamation Council will protect and safeguard the image of black people worldwide and the way blacks are portrayed through words, images, symbols, and messages that are degrading, defaming, and demeaning, and misleading about black people. The council will set standards on how black people should be depicted in movies, books, on the radio, television, oops, paper, sports, and other social outlets. The Black Anti-Defamation Council will hold the social and communication outlets accountable to meetings and adhering to the images standards that are set by the council. And for contact info, you can email me, brotherblondie at hotmail.com, or uh, tyronetho at msn.com. You can also contact Tyrone Thomas at 614-668-4837 and our mailing address, P.O. Box 846 Westerville, Ohio, four three zero eight six zero eight four six. And to kick things off, of Lardy Miss Clardy, uh, you you know uh, with the homicides mm-hmm. that's been going on in the capital city. Now, so far, as of today, October uh, sixteenth, two thousand nine, we have sixty six homicides. Now. Compared to 109 homicides that was set last year, 79 homicides that was set in 2007, 104 homicides set back in 2005 and 2006, 89 homicides in 2004, 112 homicides in 2003, and 80 homicides in both 2001 and 2002 uh it is a major uh worldwide epidemic you know we're killing each other at a uh high rate and you know we're setting bad examples all over and you know we're showing our anger you, you know in the wrong uh type of uh fashion you you know nothing's wrong with getting mad we all got problems we 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 are going to boil at some point but uh, you you know wendy this is uh this is terrible you 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 know last night i was you you know watching the uh six one four uh d v d and the 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 fraudulent judicial system you know that i keep seeing on that d v d is you know men and women you you know fighting each other in parking lots and nightclubs and grocery stores in front of the police in front of a cop and they put no cuffs on. I have a huge problem with that. I also have a huge problem with the police. I, I understand maybe you need a spray mace to uh, clean up a, a crowd and all that, but at least take the babies away from the uh, uh, women, you 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 know, and then uh, spray the mace. Mace. You you uh, you, you, you want to talk about reality TV? Uh, that, that that DVD I saw is is. It's as real as it gets. Uh, you, you know, it shows that we as African Americans have uh, no, no respect for each other. Uh, we don't love each other. We, we we don't care. We don't seem to care unless you you, you know one of our own is uh, shot and killed by by the police, which which leads you you know to what we've spoken about, Lordy, Miss Clardy, our show. We spoke about the other side of racial injustice from day one, how, how the police will punish us. You, you know, like uh, uh, Tyrone uh, uh, mentioned, you, you you know, the teachers will uh, break, break up a, a, a white fight, but let black folks fight. And, uh, you, you, you know, that's all I'm going to have to say on that note.
0: Thank you, Brother Blondie. I want to turn to a caller that is on the on on the line, and let's see how they may have what view they may have, or how they think about what's being talked about. And I am now going to the caller, caller six two seven two. Are you on the line? Caller six two seven two four one nine area code. Are you on the line? Yes, I am, Miss
4: Claudia. I'm sorry.
0: Well, hello there. Well, we're glad to have you on the show to give your views or comments about um, violence amongst our African American youth, black on black crime. Give us your view on what you think about all of this that you have heard, or what is your view, period, on black on black crime and And and, and give us what you think.
4: Well, to be honest with you, Miss Claudia, it's been something that's gone on for for so long. You you may as well say it goes all the way back to Juneteenth, from the time that, you know, the emancipation took place. For some reason, the, the black man, you know, you say the African American, but the black man in America, for some reason, have animosity with each other. And it's been that way as far back as I can remember. And, you know, it, it's it's a sickening thought or feeling, you know. And, and I was listening to the brother talk from the Anti-Defamation League and Mr. Thomas and his, and I was hearing him say, you know, he, how you got to try and reach the youth. And to be honest, I remember when I was in my youth, you, you know, you, they don't want to hear you, even when you're giving them – you know, advice from actual experiences that you have, they, they you know, it's, it's hard to get through to the youth. And it is a frightening thought. And I agree with everything you said. You know, you you don't give up on them. But, um, you know, times have changed, and it seems like there was, you know, at one time there was a lot of community, you know, and the programs that used to be available, like, you know, you know, trying to get your, your son into uh, organized sports activities and things like that. It costs a small fortune. It's a burden on the family. And, you know, it's just almost there's nothing constructive out there for him to
0: do anymore. So they... Oh, well, I thank you for that, um, caller. That is really important because... Uh, Without having something constructed to do for our youth, uh, there's definitely a way that violence creep in. And being that we have already dealt with uh, an issue where the rec- recreations centers have been uh, taken away from the youth, they don't have m- many outlets left to uh, to to be positive or to have a positive role model. Um, That's just to say, but nevertheless, uh, being that there is still violence amongst our black youth and we are trying to target a way to prevent or intervene to help uh, is still on the rise. And so I am going to turn it back over here to Brother Thomas because there is more on the subject um, in in this situation, Brother Thomas, um, I would like to ask a question, and that question is, do you think homicide in black in black communities or say minority altogether uh, is is related to either a relative or friends? Is there peer pressure that's going on that's causing them to have to feel as though they need to resort to violence? Could it be um, because they're in poverty, uh, uh, because they're in a low-income demographic area? Explain.
3: Wendy, what what you have just said is all the excuses we hear for black-on-black violence and, and, and crime in our community. And, you know, if you talk to anyone in the professional field, those are the first things they're going to say. What they fail to talk about is self-hatred. Okay? Ah. See, we have been taught self-hatred from the time black man took control of the earth. We have been taught self-hatred about people. And and we often go, when we talk about history in America, we often go back to slavery. But slavery was just a dramatic incident in the course of self-hatred see we feel victimized because we have ancestors that were that were in slavery but other blacks around the world feel victimized too because they were they had ancestors in slavery also Mm -hmm. moses should feel victimized because there was slavery during his time and it was black slavery Mm -hmm. see we inherited the earth as being the first man here so, we have taught ourselves from Cain and Abel up until the day self hatred. Cain and Abel fought among themselves, and it's never been justified to us why
2: mm-hmm. their
3: self hatred caused the, the violence among them. Well, our youth, they're not, they're not looking at all these excuses that we're talking about. They're looking at the fact that they don't like someone because of the colors they're wearing, because of the words they're saying. Because of the way they look, and if they look in the mirror, they see the same thing that they're hating. So they, they, they're looking for an understanding. And that's why I say we have to concentrate on the youth. You know, uh, psychiatrists say that the control of a youth starts at four years old. Whatever you do with that kid at four years old sets the standards for his life from here forward, okay? Now, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've raised four kids. And none of them have experienced the violence that I see in the street. But that's not a testimony to my ability to raise them. That's a testimony to their ability to listen. Okay? So we say they're not listening to us. What are we going to do different? Okay? That's why I'm here today. What are we going to do different to make them listen? We don't need the recreation department. We don't need the government that to that, that break the barrier of communication between us and our youth. Mm-hmm. We need to put forth the energy that we're begging for help into the energy that we're giving help. Our plight in America has to be that we uplift ourselves, we get rid of the self hatred among ourselves. When I when a brother or a sister insult me, I smile. And I don't smile a lot. Okay? <laughs> But when they insult me, I smile. Because when I smile, I set them off the course of their own. They're looking for the anger in me. They're trying to stir me. They're trying to rock me. And I'm smiling. And Whoa, what's what's that about? Well, that's about me not buying into self-hatred, okay? Because if their attack against you is, is not justified, if you don't buy into it, it doesn't happen. Now, We read the Black Anti-Defamation Mission statement, okay? And every day that I read that, that is a large undertaking. The bottom line of that is education and communication. That's what we have to do as a people, and it doesn't start in the streets. It starts in the house. It starts with the brother, the sister, the mother, the aunt, the uncle. Anyone in the household can touch a youth. Change the direction of their feelings about themselves is where it's at. Now, you asked the question about was it relative related? A lot of our violence is relatives against relatives. Okay, but if you love your relatives, what would cause you to kill them? Right. Self hatred.
0: I got thank thank you, Brother Thomas. I I got something that I had gotten off of the internet, and it's an article. And in that article, it, it it's called a culturally sensitive approach to the prevention of interpersonal violence among urban black youth. And it's by an uh, by a gentleman by the name of Arthur L. Whaley, a PhD, uh, MPH from New York, New York. Okay, and. On the subject of you talking about self-hate, let me just read a small excerpt out of this article, which states this. The stresses of de- developmental transitions can also impact on mental health. More attention has been paid to the mental health of violent, violence-prone black youth in recent psychological and psychiatric literature. Recent, clinic, recent clinical and research reports uh, excuse me, recent clinical and research reports support the belief that mental health problems underlie the violent behavior of many black youth. It should be noted that many, it should be noted that self-esteem or racial self-hate are not among the factors that have been identified. In fact, uh, by, by some more uh, psychologists, I suppose, Terrell and Taylor, studied the self-concept of juveniles who commit black-on-black crimes and found that self-esteem did not distinguish between those who committed crimes against black persons and those who committed property crimes. They said they did not see where hate, self-hate, was part of it as well they didn't get a lot of uh uh data on that at all and so brother uh thomas looking at that do you think that we should be looking at articles like this that give us studies to believe that self-hate is not really a factor in uh violence upon black, among black uh, youth as uh, as opposed to uh it's being um mental health issues based up off of poverty issues and and no money that could be the, the standard for black-on-black crime.
3: Black Winnie what, what what you said there is, is should we look for a way to teach our youth to not hate themselves, and should we look for someone else to tell us how to do that?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, we better understand the youth that we're raising or that we're having contact with than the person that wrote the book. Books are books are wrote to make money. Articles are wrote to generate funds. And those funds never come back into the black community and are used for the purpose of which they state or for which they're wrote. So when we look at someone else's writings and we look at someone else's advice, yeah, let's take the self out of it and, and, and get what we can get out of it. But at the same time, most of the people that's writing have never experienced or had any contact with the people that they're writing about but the people that live it every day they know what it takes when you when you talk and listen to a you they'll tell you what it takes to make them grow now if you listen closely they'll they'll set the outline for you to help you raise them to the level that you want them to be or to the level they need to take off on their own. But we we are not listening. We're afraid to listen. We're afraid to break the ice. We're afraid to say, young man, how are you today? Pull up your pants. Young man, don't say that in front of me. The Black Affirmation Council put out ten words. We spent two and a half years discussing ten common words that every one of us hear and use probably every day. But those ten words are always found in the middle of self-hatred among ourselves.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Brother Thomas. Boy, this can be really a great lesson to learn today. And there's a lot of people that got comments today. And so I am going to do the best to get everybody's point of view. Uh, that is online, listening, and wanting to come in and to talk. But I'm going to turn it over to Brother Blondie, who has the other parts of questions that need to be answered, and we will go round about until we get to you. So uh, hang on in there, callers.
1: Well, you know, Lord, Ms. Claudia, you you know, as a lot of people know, I've been in this exact same fight with uh, Tyrone Thomas, Although we may have uh uh different views on you know some of the same uh topics you you know at the end of the day we're on the same ground but my question is though tyrone as head of the media watch subcommittee of the black anti defamation council, there are certain influences that plays a part in the uh the young uh the, the homicide rate within our youth, and how much would you say something like a sample of this song from the Ghetto Boys play a part? We don't feed, to we, we
2: don't make the people stars, we don't trust in the judicial system. We're too young, we don't have the dreams we in the hood. I was born in the deep cold and in my now
1: go you, you you know going going back to that that uh Ty, uh tyrone you you, you you know kids hear songs like this all the time how much does something like that play a role in peer pressure in in terms of uh, in terms of hip hop?
3: As much as you let it. Okay? You know, I have two 13 year olds. Um, it's tough to have one, but I have two. And music like that, we have a discussion about. Now, they don't have to like the opinion of their father for the discussion there is, but we have to break the ice to make sure they understand what exactly is being said in the song. Okay? Is it entertainment or is it life? Is the singer singing a song, singing it from a life experience, or has he watched the experience and now uses it to make money off the youth that he's suddenly putting into the system? The songs like that put youth into the system. And because no one explains it to them and make them realize what's going on, it causes a problem. That's why we have to get to the youth and make sure they understand that that's just a song and that particular artist case because if he was really experiencing all the things he said, he probably wouldn't have made it out of the hood. So if you listen to a song, do, is it entertainment or is it lifestyle? And most of the time it's entertainment. So it does play a part in the sense that it sends another message to our kids and it's self-hatred among us to perpetrate against our kids for the profit that we can take out of a community that needs that profit back, turning it over to that community so that community can explore other avenues.
0: Thank you, Brother Thomas. I'm going to put – got two callers on the, on, on the line here. I'm going to put them both on because I want to hear from these two callers, uh, I, their views on what they're – to and, and give us you what what you what you feel and what you think about black on black crime amongst our black youth uh, caller six two seven two with the four one nine area code and seven seven zero one four seven four are y'all still on the line here I'm sure you is I can see y'all
4: I'm still here Ms. Claudia
5: I'm, I'm I'm here. Speak up. Speak up. Yes, I'm still here.
0: All right. What is your views on this? I need to hear both of you. can relatively you have 4 minutes to communicate all of what you want to communicate. 2 minutes for you, sir, at 6272 and 2 minutes for you, 1474. Well, you know, Miss Claudia, I hear what
4: Brother Thomas is saying, but you know, this is this is going to have to be a collective effort. That means all of us, you know, and that's that's what's so hard about getting something like what he's trying to do accomplished. It's a collective effort because you know, if you if you got five people and only three of them are trying to apply what you know the solution, the other two that's not, then that undoes. You know, that will undo the whole thing. So I understand what he's saying, but we have to do this collectively, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. It will take, you know, he said how we inherited the earth, it may take us forever to fix this now. Times have changed. The youth is a lot different today than they were each decade. They change. They become more and more aware. They grow up a lot faster, and and that's really oftentimes... it's hard to keep the negative away from them. Uh, you, you try. You, you sit out and you, you sit down with them and you try and teach and talk, and a lot of times they may succumb to the peer pressure that they face the minute they walk out the door. So I understand what he's saying, but it, it would take a collective effort. It would have to be 100% across the board. And he was talking about the formative years, you know, when the child's four or five years old. Yeah, that's, you know, also related to the, to the Pavlov dog syndrome or theory. You know, it, it, either way, you would it would still have to be a collective effort. But I do understand what he's saying. It, it's, not a, it's not a short-term fix or a short-term solution
0: to this. Thank you. Caller, uh, 1474, you got something to say? Two minutes to talk on it. Talk on the subject. Come on with it. Speak up, speak out.
6: Hey, this is um, Erica, aka Sister on a Mission. Um, I wanted to talk about um, understanding where we where we got the music from. We have to take it all the way back and understand how we got deals. There was a whole panel of. Uh, Jewish, five Jewish people, who said um, that they were going to um, give record deals. Before, we didn't have record deals. So when they start giving record deals, they they start telling people what you're going to say, how you're going to give it to them, and that's what happened. And so we got um, kind of bamboozled, and now we need to take our music back. Well,
0: now, we've heard that subject now,
6: I think that is
0: loud and clear. We need to just take it back. back take our whole identity back. That's what I'm hearing. And in the same corner, underneath 1474, you got something you want to say? Stand up, speak up, and speak out.
5: Well, this is um, 1474 uh, out of the Atlanta area. And I'm just, whew, um, I really think that it has to go back to Education, education of our history. Education, education of our history. Because if it's taught in the home, if we could get every Black African American family to start talking about the history and where we came from, then a lot of these things can be addressed. You know, and then we don't have a a culture anymore. We don't have a culture to say. Every uh, when, when we first came over to this country, that it's, a, it's a culture in our home that we have a special dinner that has the greens and why those greens are there, and we or, and, and why this and, and look at the cotton and what the cotton means. Just like the Jews do, they have uh, they have the the bitter herb, and they will have wine to say what the wine means. That you know they 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 wine pressed for so many years. If everything on the table represented what they went through as a people because we have a story and where we come from has been, has not been told to us. And, and, and I believe that the young men that had their pants down wouldn't have their pants down anymore because education, we are missing the education. that want to, what does nigger mean? Nigga means ignorant. Okay. Somebody said no, but, From what I understand, when I (laughs) think, okay, 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 but listen, go on, go on. I
2: mean, they're going to go right in. Now I'm telling you, oh, it's getting hot enough.
0: I feel like I'm really living down on the plantation.
1: Uh, Absolutely, Lordy, Miss Clardy. I mean, uh, yes, I, I I believe you 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 know, uh, African Americans you you know need to be taught, and it's not just you know for the students, but the teachers as well because you know uh, they're the ones we look up to. But unfortunately, Brother Tyrone Thomas, this story that I'm about to read, mm-hmm. oh, on the
2: subject.
1: I am going no, no, or... to stay on well, the subject. This involves this black woman. Well, yes, I'm staying no, on, the stay on the subject.
2: No, Lordy, Miss
1: Clardy, I All will dispute will you. On the no, show. you. No, no. I, you, I
0: am the no, director of the show. Stay look, on I'm party. staying
4: on
1: target.
0: Okay, but no, not yet.
1: Okay. When 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 I'm I I, I did answer,
0: and then throw it back on over there,
2: and
1: then we'll talk about it. It has to be talked about, Lordy, Miss Clardy, because I'm not. Uh, look, look now you now you messed up where I was getting at here. Now, now we did yes. We we we, we, we talking about our our, our young violence.
0: Uh, well, no, I asked about do you think that history about our blackness
1: need to be taught. Well not only does it need to be taught, but it needs to be taught in more than just uh February. I mean no, no nobody's dis, uh d- disputing that. That but but we need to uh we need to continue to uh uh not give up and you know find some type of solution to uh uh stop the uh, violence uh we need to quit hearing stories about Darian Albert you 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 know the 16 year old honor roll student in, in Chicago. The YouTube video shows him getting jumped by 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 a bunch of teens. We don't need to hear no more about the uh, uh, boy getting uh, doused by alcohol and set on uh, fire because he told the, told the police that those uh, boys stole his uh, uh, father's uh, bicycle. We need to to eliminate all all those type of stories. But last but but, but not least. Please, we don't need to hear no more stories about a Mississippi schoolteacher uh, being on death row because she killed her schoolteacher's boyfriend's pregnant fiance. Say, I mean these 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 types of stories about black on black crime that we constantly keep keep hearing in the news every, every single day, even if it ain't CNN and Fox, it's something like BET uh, uh, dot Com. com. And do we, do we have uh, some t- solutions, uh, you know, to, to start this non- nonviolent thing? Saying, yes, I do have, have a, a solution. One of the solutions is to come to our Black Anti-Defamation Council meeting uh, to, t- tomorrow afternoon, Sunday, October 18th, at, at 3 p.m., not on you meet me, you meet Tyrone Thomas, and you meet Lardy Ms. Cardi her, her, herself as we search for the the solution. Also going to be at the Black Anti-Defamation Council meeting, I've been promoting this positive uh, program. Graham, the Psi Eta Omega Chapter, uh, the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Inc. uh, supports the 2009-2010 Butillian Program, which is for young African Americans who are juniors and seniors in high school. The goals of the programs are to recognize the achievements of young African-American males as a community, to inspire and stimulate further growth, academic excellence, community service learning, and leadership development, to enhance the sense of civic responsibility, and to promote higher education through scholarship opportunities. And Africa also, herself, will, will, will be at, at this meeting, and we need the need solutions to this worldwide epidemic that we got going on.
0: Thank you very much, Brother Blondie, for all your announcements that went with the conversation on a question. Um, We really needed that. I really do appreciate that, okay? And so we're going to get back on track now. I said that it was hot in here, so, you know, we get derailed off of anywhere at this point because this topic is a pretty hot button. And so I am going to go right on back on over here to Tyrone Thomas, And I am going to ask the brother the same question that I asked Brother Blondie. And that question is, is do do you feel that black African youth need to have black history taught as a curriculum in every school that African American youth attend?
3: We need to start teaching it not only in the school system. The school system uh, permanently teaches a lie, okay? We send our kids off every day for the majority of their day to a school system, and I'm not just talking about your public school system. I'm talking about your school system in the whole, to teach our kids a lie. Now, there's two ways to deal with that. When the kid comes home, you find out what they've been taught, and you make a correction. Or you teach it in the home before they go to school so that they realize when they've been told a lie and they know how to deal with it. African history needs to be taught in the household from from start to finish. When your kid first learns how to walk, you, you equate that to the great rocks of Africa that hang two tons in weight and moves with the touch of a fingertip and make him understand what a great land he'd come from and how his ancestors understood what he's doing when he walked because they took that same principle and made the rock move with the touch of a finger. So if you teach your kids that they're powerful inside, mm-hmm. the self-hatred will, will, will be fought off through that. The history that's being taught in the school is a lot. Christopher Columbus did not discover America. If you think I'm lying, ask the Native Americans who go out every year and protest that. And, and, and that's, you, I take each month and I look at each holiday, and I, I equate that, that holiday to our true education, okay? Now, today is Swedish Day in some parts of the country where you tell people you love them, Okay. Why, why, if, if I told you this morning when you woke up that I love you and that you're going out on a journey to learn something, to be powerful, why do I need someone else to tell you that? So we keep depending on someone else to raise our kids, and that's why we're getting the results that we're getting, okay? Our communities have to put together Afro-American study plans and, and implement them in the evenings and, and in the weekends and draw our kids into them, and then draw the parents in there with them so that the parents also learn their history so they can teach their kids.
0: Thank you, Brother Tyrone, for that comment. I am you, The reason why I asked that comment was because there was a message that was on CNN this morning from a young youth, black African young youth in the fourth grade that came to a town hall meeting that President Obama was talking at that morning, or I don't know if it was live or what, but they they had it on the show or had it on CNN. And the question that this young man or young youth asked would probably be the farthest thing from other people's mind. And it almost says meaning that you have to be their age in order to ask a simple question and for the reason why I asked do you think that our black youth need to be taught about black history as it really is in order to understand the question that this young man, this young youth, Asked the president on CNN news this morning. This young man, his name is Tyrene Scott. And he asked President Obama at the town hall meeting this quote unquote question. Why do people hate you? Why are they supposed, aren't they supposed to love you? And why? He said. Let's go back over that again. Make sure I said that right. He said, why do people hate you, and why are they supposed to love you if God is love? I'll take it back to you, Brother Thomas, and get your serious comment on it.
3: Well, first of all, Whitney, if we listen to our youth, they will teach us, because they will ask the questions that make you go in depth for the answer. But at the same time, the hatred among our people is taught from our outside force. As Erica explained, the taking and the control of our music and the choice of words given to our young singers to bring back to us, and then you listen to the music in depth, it has hatred in it. Right. Okay. When Marvin Gaye used to sing He used to sing from a a, a deep-down love of his people. But unfortunately, Marvin died at the hands of his father. Marvin learned and was willing to bring it forth, but his father stayed in a self-hatred mode that he was taught from early school years because he didn't go to school hating himself. He came out of school hating himself. A lot of our youth go to school, and they come out of the school not hating themselves because they – what they wanted while they were there And their parents taught them how to teach to Take that My parents used to say Get the education because it's free But you don't have to live by What you're taught if you feel it's wrong So when you talk About a godly love I believe In a godly love But I don't believe In some of the religious love That they tell us to live by See if you write with God and man, God's cool. Well, I mean, man, me him. <laughs> if I talk to God him. i cool he's with everybody. is so that's being okay? cool with him, huh? So, so we, we're, we're so cool that if I ask him the question and he gives me the answer, I'm going to run with it. That's the relationship that you should have with your youth and your young people and your family. Okay? We need to be able to go to our family and our youth and say, here's the problem. What are you going to do to help us fix it? Now, you can't keep going to people and asking them how to fix a problem. You've got to take a solution, okay? The caller earlier alluded to the fact that, oh, that will work, but everybody's got to do it. Well, everybody has to get on board, but in order for it to work, you've got to start someplace, and we fail to keep starting in the right place. Every time we get on a roll, somebody comes in and gives us a better idea, so we drop that roll and go jump on a new one, okay? This roll here is that if we're going to stop the youth-on-youth violence, we're going to stop the killing among our youth and the fighting. If we're going to stop the gelling of our youth, if we're going to get our young ladies to, to, to start dressing that, that they feel respectable about themselves, we're going to get our brothers, young brothers, to pull up their pants. They're going to have to understand why we want them to do it. And we, as adults, don't have to be strong enough to tell them. Now, I got one question that I'm going to throw out there, and maybe somebody will give me some input along the way, but maybe they won't. Why do the youth control our community?
0: And while we are are thinking on that question, and we're going to reflect on what we have heard, we still have a caller that is still online that I would like to get to and a couple other callers here that want to get in. But we, we, we need to take a break right now and that question that Brother Thomas have imposed into our minds to think on to give comments for, uh, think about it. But we'll be right back. Stay tuned.
1: No more be
2: man. Trust that. such Yeah, no. And yeah, yeah, yeah. y'all pick up. Just baby, are you lonely? Don't to rush out the, empty, the old Let me touch it wrong, love, tell me. I get caught up in the, light, I, the see. I never thought I'd see the day when I was gone, man. You ain't heard, I've been to and get a wham. That's my word, see, you're walking you're you walking in the loop, you there's a the P out of body like the place to The You're killing me. You have to to the Don't be rude because I hate it when you act wise. You don't know I'm obsessive in the spotlight. I want the pain, but then she's a lot like. I'll cry, damn, ain't no doubt, but commit I got a goal, can't put you every minute. Another show, and even though I'm known for my one-night stand, I want to be another man, but then they yo. yeah. Hey. Hey. Thank you. so let it go. Don't the your waterfall nothing happened. Don't worry, I let myself in on the earth. I got a TV. And every I don't own but I gotta do it. But ready to believe the truth. take the to take like you take my hands. The people love me, it, understand. Even the of my homies, they the Catch the blowing up the telephone, reminiscing. I wanna take you to the movies and the bar. Hit the top, now that's past Hold me tight, so I need a light, trying to see you by the room right. I know your man ain't love in your life. You know they have to question me the dub in your life. Enough talking, you want me to leave? I'll get to walk and see you later. It's crazy, I'm a player, they're gonna hurt
0: Oh, yeah, boy, starting to get even more hot up here. As we know, we got the best in town when it comes to playing music, okay? And I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Blondie in a second here. And I, I still want to make sure that y'all all un- and now you know this is what. Sometimes a topic gets so hot till you get derailed, and we have to find our way back. So you know, if you're a mature audience out there listening to this, uh, just just have your just have your seatbelt on because uh, there's all kinds of breaks being put on and uh, mixed music and conversation as well. You might want to laugh a little bit after it's over with, but it's all over wanting to protect our black youth in our communities, you know, away from all the violence and the uh, black-on-black crime. So I really would like to turn this back on over here to Brother Blondie to play back the music that he has been playing and also to uh, put out there the announcements. Matter of fact, I'll put out the announcement. Matter of fact, I'll just start right now. Okay, the Black Anti-Defamation Council. Is inviting you to grow with us and they are having a Stop the Killing workshop. It is Sunday, October the 18th, 2009. The meeting begins at 3 p.m. sharp at the offices of the Teach Inc. building. It's at 899 East Broad Street, the corner of Broad and 18th. Please You must, it's a weekend meeting, so you must enter through the rear door again. The Stop the Killing Workshop by the Black Anti-Defamation Council will begin Sunday, October 18th, 2009, and the meeting begins at 3 p.m. sharp at the Office's Teach, Inc. Building, and it's in the rear door of 899 East Broad Street, Okay. So I hope to look for all of you to be there. All right? Back to you, Brother Blondie.
1: Well, you know, Miss uh Claudia, you just heard uh, some street music from Tupac Shakur, and the name of that song is uh, Temptations, uh, from the Me Against the World uh, uh, CD, which he made when he was incarcerated. But, you know, get, getting back to... Uh, are youth violence. Uh, uh, Tyrone, you've made some interesting points, you know, about the uh, parent, you you know, the parent and the uh, child. Unfortunately, though, uh, Brother Tyrone, what I've seen for myself with my very own two eyes is these sorry brats uh, disrespecting their moms Calling them every single name in the book, threatening them with violence, and in fact, they they fear the boyfriends or or the gang or the girlfriends more than they do their own mama. They 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 be talking about the no snitching yet. Yet if mommy or a school teacher lays a hand on them, they're uh, uh, they're, they're calling the uh, p- police. What what do you suggest, uh, uh, Tyrone? Do you feel that the fraudulent uh, criminal justice system that me and Wendy Clardy's been uh, doing shows on all year need to take the shackles off uh, off the parents' hands and, and feet and let them do their damn job with disciplining their child when they act when they get out of line.
0: Uh, don't
4: well, brother, go. Don't, don't don't forget now
1: that
0: the question that brother. Thomas was in in in, uh, in putting out there. So Brother Thomas, when you get finished answering that, put that question back out there because we need Erica. Since she threw her voice out there and name, if she's still on the line, we are coming to get her. And
1: and before we do, we we, we will get uh get to the six one four uh uh five six zero nine
3: uh number. All right, Bonnie, the question you asked regarding the parents, you know, I, I don't, you haven't heard me use the word parent during the whole show because I'm not putting it on the parent. If you be a parent of a youth and you're not doing your job or you're not taking care of the responsibility of raising that youth in a, in a manner that's going to keep them productive in your life, not in society, but in your life, because I'm pretty sure none of us want anything in our lives that's not productive. Now, the fact that youth are controlling our community is due to the fact that you let them. They're controlling our community because we're not doing anything about it. We're not approaching the problem. If I see a young kid disrespecting their parents, I support the parents. But if the kid's right, I support the kid, okay? Now what that does for the kid is let them, let them know right from wrong. Instead, of on a course of righteousness versus that wrong course of their own. You know, we we walk around our in our communities with our eyes closed and the blinders on. The Amish used the blinders on the horse so that the horse stays focused on the road that he travels. If you take the blinders off, the horse will look around and lose his course of travel. The same as with our young folks, and I hate to use anatomies like that, but. Some of us can see what I'm talking about when I'm saying that, okay? Our youth are doing what they're doing because we're looking with blinders on. We're so focused on the material things that we're out to get that we send a message to them that it's okay to get it any way you want. And I talked to youth the other night, and, and that was one of the questions we proposed to them, is that what is your feeling on material things? And I was told it was everything. I would do anything to get the cell phone. I would do anything to get the, the um, what do you call these music boxes that they, they buy? iPod, okay? And I'm like, well, what's the value of it? What, what does it do for you? And they're looking at me, but they don't have an answer. Because society tells them that the iPod is more important than their education. The iPod is more important than the love you feel for your brother and your sister. The iPod causes you to disrespect your mother because she can't give up her hard-earned money to buy you one, so you disrespect her by going out and getting it in other methods. We have become a materialistic society, and if we don't start teaching our youth their history and that materialistic things are a sidestep to getting them off track, it's wrong. Africa is great because of what it holds in the land. Everybody attacked Africa to steal something from the land. And if you go back in in the days of slavery, they built monuments and testimonies on the land. That's what what we lost to that. We haven't taught that history of the importance of being a part of what God's creation is all about. It's about love. If people don't have love for themselves, how are they going to love someone else?
0: Thank you, Brother Thomas. That's awesome. see that's, Now, this is what we're talking about, real talk. And I'm not a uh, Kahari show, that's for sure. We are talking on victimization and fraud, and ain't nothing wrong with the Kahari show, but hey, I'm going borrow to your, borrow your verse. This is real talk. And uh, we want to thank Brother Thomas for even coming on to the show and being real about it, because this is from real people doing real things out in the community. Now, the question, what was that question, again, Brother Thomas, that you were giving to anybody that wanted to answer in on it? And what I would like to do is give that call, give that answer, or give, that, uh, give this caller a chance to, um, to, to comment on the, on the question.
3: Why do you control our community?
0: And giving it to five six oh nine from the six one four area code. Are you on the
6: air? That's me. I'm still here. Um, I have to go back. I have to go back before I can always attack the question. I have to give a little bit of history. Um, Okay. America is only two hundred years old, Um, and I say that you know. African Americans basically just are just 40 years free from civil rights and everything. So without me going all the way there, they're uh, 40 years from civil rights, okay? So before we just keep attacking the kids or the, or the adults or the parents, we have to understand we can, if, if, if we say, if I have a pen in my hand and this pen is purple, we can't say, I'm not using that pen because that pen is purple. You have to say, well, how did the pen get purple? How long has it been purple? What processes did it go through to get it purple? And then you have to say, well, have anybody tried to get it from that, that, that condition that it's in? And then you have to look at African Americans and you have to absolutely say no. After Jim, Jim Crow, did they, um, did they give you any type of uh, post-traumatic slave um, counseling? anything after your ancestors were raped and, and, and taken away absolutely not after you were stripped from everything so yeah if the people are stripped from absolutely everything and don't have a good timeline you're going to see a whole bunch of uh, chaos and mayhem out in the street if you knew that back on the plantation they made a whole lot of babies and um and and and, and then you look at today but single have a household 80 um single moms you really have to understand that it's a it's, it's something from where we came from, so you can't. Everybody's saying um, we, we, we. I want to know where where does we live? What's we address? Because we all have to say, well, what am I a part of? What am I doing? And then we'll have a we. But there's no there's no I and team, so we all have to get a part of the same thing. But there's way too many um, chiefs, and not and not and not and not enough Indians. Everybody want to be chiefs, and I think that. Once we get into and have a we, we can fix this problem. But I don't think the kids, that the parents are scared of the kids. I think the kids are having kids, and that's the problem.
0: Back to Brother Tyrone. Tyrone, what's the question one more time so that when I give it to the next caller, that they will be able to answer? Two minutes to each caller because we're coming down to the wire here.
3: Why do the youth control our community? Now, there is an I in team because Dale Carnegie came up with that phrase back in 1918. He kind of had in that phrase to move Dale Carnegie program into America's society today. It is the number one training program in, in the USA today for business people. And if you work at a major company and you do any kind of management role, 10 to 1, if they got any hopes of making you up mobile, they're going to send you to Dale Carnegie. Now, what Dale Cunningham is going to teach you is that first, if the word is spelled that way and you take it for what it's spelled, there's no I there. But if I don't come to the team, then the team don't function. It takes a whole bunch of I's to make a team. The other thing of it is, is that youth that control our community have more than just parents. Why do they control our community is the is, is, is question that has to, has to start happening on a regular basis. Home first, school second, streets will come. Thank you, Brother Thomas. Next caller
0: to answer Brother Thomas' question, you have two minutes to speak at 1474. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. On the comment.
1: How you doing, Ms. Claudia? I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to take a stab at Mr. Thomas' question. Uh, one of the reasons I think the youth are running our neighborhoods is because the black husband, the black father, the black uncles have been took out of the household. And when you take the head of the household away, what other choice do the kids have but to run the neighborhoods and to run the community? And that's pretty much all I have to say.
0: Thank you, caller, for your comments. Now back to another caller that is coming online on one four seven four. Give your comments or views on the question. Two minutes.
5: Okay, this is the other, the the caller uh that has said the N word. Um I, did, I I wanna regress back. I just want to hit it very briefly that I did go and look that up and I do want to bring correction to all the listeners out there that the um the um the dictionary in the encyclopedia now defines N-I-G-G-E-R as uh, pronounced as nigger, the now offensive term was felt to be unremarkably offensive at an earlier, uh, but uh, during the the white-dominated era, during that era, during the during the white dominating era era, that it wasn't offensive, but now it's considered to be offensive. And the other term that they said was an ethnic slur against black people. So that is now the definition for "nigger." So I just wanted to put that out there. If anybody wants to uh, really look that up, but to get back to um, um to um to get back to, oh, yeah, and then and then we have some that have created the word, now meaning king and lord and black and leader. So we have a, a positive connotation to the word bigger also. But going back to a uh, uh, brother, uh, uh, leader of the community, uh, uh, president of the Black Anti-Defamation Council, question is why uh, do the young people run the community? Because it's by law. The law has now given them the authority, has taken the authority away from the head of the household, meaning that because, uh, and and I I, I always have to go back to the Bible, because the Bible says, spare the rod, and Proverbs, which is wisdom, spare the rod and spoil not the child. So, you know, the, 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 some of some of the children need to may need to have physical uh, uh, whipping or, or or something of uh, trying to constrain or teach in terms of behavior that has been taken out of the household, and so the children will call or the youth will call because once that child is taken out of the home and placed into foster care and and and, and or. or even in the classroom, you know, they, they can't even control some of the classrooms. So I believe that the laws need to change, and I think that a, a – a, I also like to present the problem, but I also like to bring a solution. We need to take off of the books. We need to write a petition and have people sign a petition, take it to the state of Ohio and say, we want to be able to whoop our children, okay? We want to be able to control our households. I don't know. Maybe there needs to be a, a a coalition that comes about by um a, a those the leaders in the community to define exactly what type of um um, um discipline can go on in the home and and and, and get control back in the home give the give the control back to the parent. But one more thing, just one more thing, just one more thing, just one more thing. We And then we never, we never get an opportunity, one, one thing, just one thing, we never get an opportunity to talk about honor, respect, loyalty, integrity, family, trust and love, those things of character. So that's something else I wanted to, to talk about that we need to also start talking about in our homes, that we should bring about values of what honor, respect, and loyalty means. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, caller, for your comments and views, too. Um, I, I, I want to add to that, as in one minute of comment on that, it is very true that the laws need to be changed to, in order to make a, def, a definition or define the difference between discipline. I wouldn't say whoop your child, you know, but if we're going to put in discipline for the children there need to be a law to define the difference between abuse and discipline so that it will be a correction as a definite there is a difference between abuse and discipline now going to the caller on with the 419 6272 Two minutes to you, too, sir, if we can keep it at two minutes so that I can uh, get to the next caller. Are you there? Yes. Uh, thank you, Ms. Claudia. First, from Brother Blondie all the way
4: through to everyone who responds to the question, I agree with you 100%. You're right. They took discipline away from the parent. There was a time when a child was seen and not heard. But there are laws in, that's in place that says you can discipline your child. You can spank your child on the fleshy part of its bottom, their bare bottom with your bare hand, and that is not against the law. And if you start doing that from the child, see, now, you know, I heard the one sister, she went back to slavery, America, 230-some-odd years old, correct. But it goes back to what I mentioned before, the catalog syndrome. When you start with the child real young, and Brother Thomas said formidable years, but in the formidable years is when you snatch that diaper down and spank that bottom with your bare hand. From the time when you say no, and they turn back and look at you and say no, that's the moment you begin to spank that bottom. So when they're five, six, seven years old off to the school, they understand what discipline is. And that's where the problem is. You're right. The state, the authorities... Tal and Family Services has taken discipline away from the children. And being in a situation that minorities, especially the black man, the African-American, we need discipline for our children. It's a must because just from the environment they live in and, and the obstacles that they face or they will face as they go through life. So you're right. Each one of your... The, callers who responded we need to get discipline back in the home the law is already in place but you got to start with the child being young see a a toddler is not too young to spank, and that's where you start so that when you say no they hear you caller
0: okay well uh, we only got so many minutes that's left on this show and that's why i'm asking for two minutes i don't mean to but we must keep it moving. And so we're going to go to the last caller. And thank you very much for your comments. Um caller five zero nine, please.
6: One minute. I wanted to address your caller with the N word real quick and then and, and your previous caller just called. Um, if, if you go to uh, raceinhistory.com and put the real meaning of the N-word, you would understand that it, uh, that it meant king, lord, or leader. When they came and, and invaded, they asked, who was your leader? And they told them it was the Nagas, and that's where we get it from, and that's why it's never probably going to leave our vocabulary. Secondly, discipline and the whoopings is basically from slavery, beating our kids, we're the only kind of race of people who beat our children. It's just not good. I didn't beat my daughter, and she's a she's a straight a student she's in college. She's doing really well. I don't think we need that. I think we need to maybe pop their hand. That's cool. You can still do that um and you don't need a law for that, but I don't think we need to beat our kids. That stuff comes from slavery. Beating your kids comes from slavery, and it's not a good thing. So let's get involved. Thank you. Thank you very much
0: um Erica. For your comment, it's very important to understand that this is an area that is involving everybody, and everybody is very interested in making sure that our youth have a way out. And so, therefore, I hope that this particular segment has been very, very educational as well as interesting. Back to you, Brother Thomas. Uh, let's talk a little bit on about the uh, discipline and, and the law about that, if that's where you want to go with it. And I'm going to give you about about 13 minutes to, to state everything you got to say because we are definitely on the line now. Speak up, brother. Speak up.
3: Well, first, I tell you I wanted to speak to the discipline area. And, and we have to educate ourselves to what discipline it is okay If you understand your child, not always physical contact is discipline. Uh, standing on the wall, taking something away, uh, giving something that they really don't want. giving a book and saying, you know what we're going to sit here and read this book and that book addresses the area in which you're, you're trying to correct. so not only are you giving them your opinion of what what they need to do to correct that, but you're giving them someone else's written opinion. So you put the thought in the kid's mind, if, and, and you, you allow that thought to grow. If you need to, you re, uh, you support that by doing, repeating it. See, what, what we think is that, you know, the whooping's going to make it happen. Uh, the beating's going to make it happen. I was a stubborn kid. I would get a whooping, and my grandmother would say, "Are you gonna do it again?" Is that, and
0: I going to cut you, cut you right there. Do you think that, that that the that the issue on black on black violence is a contribute to that factor?
3: No, I do not. Why? Because I'm a perfect example of someone that went through corporate punishment and found the right road to travel. How? Through the education that was given to me. I was told that this is going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. Uh, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. I'm sorry. And I used to try to figure out, now, how is that? How I'm getting a whooping. How is it hurting them? Well, they love me. And they were doing it because they wanted to see good things happen to me. So sometimes when the whooping was over with, and sometimes it lasted a while because I kept saying, are you going to do it again? I kept saying, yes. Because I knew I was going to do it again. And if I would lie, the next time the whooping wouldn't be a whooping, it would be a beating. But not every
0: child fought like you because some of us were in fear. if we went to say yes, you know, so... Okay, even though you've learned through education, there's still many more that is out there that need to be educated because some of us were not raised up in educative environments environment in order to uh, grow up to be um, considered civil.
3: My grandmother had a sixth-grade education. At sixth grade, she had to come out of the schools and go into the fields so that she could earn money to help support the family. So it's not what we hold book-wise. It's that knowledge that we share with our kids to help them understand where they're going. A kid can be perfectly smart in the schools and get all A's. Put them out here on the street, they won't survive because they don't have the knowledge that comes with being out there. So when I say how we're going to get through this and talking to our youth and educating our youth, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about keeping it real, straight talk, okay? When, when you straight talk, you keep it real with a kid, maybe they don't get it today, but they leave with a conscience. They leave with a thought in their mind. They leave with something in their heart. If, if you just tell a kid you love them, even though they may not believe you, tomorrow they're going to see you and say, I wonder why he said I love you, okay? If you tell them again tomorrow, then the next day they're going to ask you why. Mm-hmm. Just like I asked the question, why do you control our community? They control our community because we let them, okay? We keep talking about all the problems and all the pain that we're feeling, And we're not doing anything about it. So why do you expect them to do anything about the pain and and the hurt that they're feeling? Now, when we talk about youth discipline, in Columbus, Ohio, on the next election day, you have a levy coming up, which the um, children's services department is asking you for more money. Okay? This is the department that's taking away your right to levy, Corporate punishment on your kids, and the reason I call it corporate punishment, because if you're whooping your kid in a manner that you have to hurt them, then that's anger coming out of you onto the kid. If you're disciplining your kids in a manner that you want, them, want to educate them and bring them forward, you'll look at all your alternatives to do that. And when you look at all your alternatives, whooping may not be the best one. Whooping me won't do you no good, because if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I brought that up from 52 years, because I can bet you at one year old I got a whoop it, okay? Now, I'm 52 years old, and I still will do what I want to do, no matter what the punishment is. But in my heart is love, in my heart for the youth is love, and the way I connect with the youth is to sit down and listen to them and then respond, to sit down and hear what their plight is and then give direction, to follow up with them to see if that direction is okay. I met a young man on a bus, and I don't ride the bus that much. It's probably about my fifth time. But I asked him where he was going, and he says, I'm going to my cousin's. And I said, why are you going to your cousin's this time of night? He says, because my mother and my father fight all the time, and I get tired of it. And I asked him had he talked to his parents and told him how he felt. And he said, I don't talk to my parents. I just leave. And if I can't go to my cousin's house, I hang out on the street. But because my cousins understand, they let me hang out at their house. Now, he's not getting the education he wants to get from his cousins because all that is is a bed for him to sleep in. So it took me three more rides to catch up with the youth. And when I asked the youth, hey, has anything changed, he said, "Yeah, I talked to my mother, I talked to my father, and they said they're going to quit trying to fight so much, and when, when it happens, we're going to sit down and talk about it. Okay, that's no credit to me. That's the credit to the parents because they heard what their kid was saying. We have to listen to the youth in order we to respond to them. And this is nothing new. It's nothing new. When I go in the streets to talk to the youth, I don't go out there with a, with a mission to, to, to change their minds or to tell them what they're doing is wrong. I go out to listen to them and talk about the alternative. Marcus Garvey said, if we would all look in the mirror and see what's really in the mirror, that we could create 22 million emperors and queens in one day. Now, at that time, that was a quote that there was 22 million black people in America. Okay? Marcus Garvey said this prior to 1920. So there's no difference in the day. What happened after, he, after this system destroyed Marcus Garvey is the system continued to destroy our mind with material things. We have let material things become more valuable to us than the education of our youth and our kids. We're destroying our own future by not going out into the community, opening the doors, and saying, not in my neighborhood, and here's what you can do otherwise.
0: There's a question that I want to ask, Brother Tyrone. Um, In this article that I read in the beginning or, you know, in midways in the show, uh, from from this author or this author or the person that put this article out um he said there was a culturally sensitive approach to the prevention of interpersonal violence amongst urban black youth and in this he is saying the following culturally sensitive approach to prevention of interpersonal violence among inner city black youth may be conducted either in a community-based agency that serves substantial numbers of target population or in a school setting and it should be delivered in a format for group activities composed of four three session units with each session being one and a half to two hours long do you believe that this will be something that you will be in the line of to help to educate or to uh, or to bring interpersonal relationships bridge the gap between youth black youth is could this be an approach that you would use as a preventive measure in the black anti defamation council uh group you know to uh, to help in the fight to stop the violence in our black communities with with our youth. To be to, to
3: to work a better relationship
4: with our youth. Keep going, but you're but,
3: on mute. Keep okay. That, that that could be, that that's one problem. What what I say is that we have to do something in the community to change it, okay? So that program may work for that person. Another program may work for the next one. But the bottom line is that each program communicates. Okay. If, you if you don't, don't communicate, communicate, you don't. That, take that back and go back over that,
0: over that, that again. again. I'm asking. Answer that question and do it again, because for some odd reason, you got kicked off of the dag on, uh off the show, uh, off the mic. So, you
2: know, do a, 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 a,
0: well, you're going to have to get on the other one, because that's what you called in on. And so, therefore, it needs to be on that phone. And so just, you know, go back over it again, So uh, because uh, it, it didn't pick up.
2: Yeah. Uh, Story
3: is Okay. So what what I was saying is that program may work for that person. Another program may work better for some is not their world. Their world centered around their parents. Their world centered around their, their peers and their, and their relatives. If if you have love in your heart and you can expound on that love, you can grow out of any, any environment you, you're in. But if you don't and no one sees the potential to raise you up out of there, then you stay and you become a part of what, what we're seeing right now. I, I saw three young men today, and, and I spoke to them. And they came up with, with, with grit and joy, and they said, hi, how you doing, sir? Uh, what brings you here? And I said, well, I'm just here to to take care of some business, but how are you doing? Well, nobody's asked us that. But how are you doing? And then they told me how they were doing. Now, what I heard is not what I wanted to hear, but yet and still I broke that barrier. So the next time I see the young man so one more step and, and communicating with them to make sure that they understand that there's something better for there's a lot of reasons why our communities are the way they are. If we keep using the excuses, then we get no place. And as I started to say earlier, open the door, go outside your house and see what's going on. Take care of in your house first, take care of your kids first, and then open your door. And go outside and see what's going on. If you're throwing something at my house, then I have a certain action I should take to stop that. And it's not to take a gun and fire a shot out the door, you become part of the problem. It's to go outside and communicate. With anyone, there's a communication line that you can open up. We have to open that communication line with our youth. We have to be the bigger person and say, I want you to stop this, and I'm willing to help you. You just can't tell me to do something if you don't want to be a part of the solution. So I'm saying to America, Columbus, Westerville, it doesn't matter where you're at. You have to be part of the solution. You have to open the door, look outside, use caution, and go outside. And once you get outside, you have to work at changing the things that you want to change. And when it comes to an individual, you don't work to change the individual. You give them a reason to change. If you give me a reason to change, I will take it. If city government want to help our youth, give them jobs. Create jobs. It doesn't matter what the job is as long as they are not in human jobs. But if you give 50 youths a job today and 100 youths a job tomorrow and Two years, you have now affected a thousand youths because they can turn the money over in the community that is not being turned over in the community today. If we create activities for our kids to do other than the community recreation center, okay, so what? They took our community recreation center. Does that mean our kids no longer practice community recreation? Go to uh, Abandon building, clean off the lot, and put up a goal at the end, and let them play on that broken down building lot. Supervise it, coordinate it, make it fun, and they'll do it. We don't have to wait on someone else to come in our community and change it. I saw three new parks in, in neighborhoods this week alone.
0: Okay, now we're we're really close down to now close time. And, uh, dang, I might as well go ahead and do a political push on this, which that's what's going to happen for next week, you know, dealing with children's services, the, aspects, uh, the other aspects dealing with, you know, violence with our uh, youth in the community. And the other one is on the issue of the casinos and the children's services wanting our dollars to keep operating. And so these conversations will be, uh, again, in the show for political push, because a lot of what you say and the reason why violence is still prevalent around us and in our communities amongst the black is because those that play politics up there sloshing money all over the place and and telling somebody not to not to expose them after they've been actually busted, you know, uh, doing wrong things to. Us as the community, in the community, you know, we talk about those leaders that say we're going to do this, and they end up not doing it anyway. The police department that says that they are supposed to do these things and they're doing the opposite of this. And if you've got an agency that's out there that is out there for the youth and for the community, you know, they will try to find a way to shut it down or to buy it off to keep from you know, the, the, the leaders that are responsible for why we cannot get our youth up and out of the community, in the grassroots community, with higher thinking and higher learning about themselves as a black woman or a black man, you know. And it's so sad that it is ran by politics. And so we want to talk about that aspect as well as what we're talking about right now. And I would like to have you back on the show, you know, where we can finish that panel and bring it on home. But right now, we got six minutes left to the show. And, you know, Brother Thomas, I am so happy that you have come here today to talk on those aspects of black-on-black crime in our communities amongst our black youth and you have made very, very relevant uh, uh, comments uh, that you can do nothing but just think about them. And to all the callers that have called in and gave their views, I am thanking you all very much for coming on to the show and sharing your views. But if you do see that this conversation that we are having over this show Uh, can spill over and go into the next episode, which is next week on the political push on children's services, the casinos going on in here in in Columbus, Ohio, and the black-on-black violence here, you know, amongst our youth. Please come back to the show and let us have this conversation. This is very very educational there's more to this and brother blondie uh, brother blondie um i would hope that uh that you can talk brother thomas and i'm sure he's here for himself to come back because there's he's not finished and we're not finished and i would like to have him back and to have you on the show brother thomas you know it's very important they need to know about this so i'm a throw it in on the political push because it is politics that's involved in this too.
2: Um,
1: and not, not only that, yes, I do agree. I would like to invite uh, Brother Tyrone uh, uh, Thomas back uh, for you know a future episode of Lardy Misquarty. But just, to, just a quick reminder, tomorrow at 3 p.m., the Black Anti-Defamation Council will hold a meeting to discuss the uh, of, uh, violence thing. And I will be uh, showing the DVD of the 614 uh at at, at the meeting uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Uh, it it is parental advisory. Come uh, come check it out. We we looking forward to see see uh, everybody there. For those who are Browns and Steelers fans, please please uh, take a day off from that and uh, come to our meeting and address the. Uh, Youth violence issues, and this is Brother Blondie saying good night. Thank
0: you, Brother Blondie, for all of what you just got finished telling us. Um, as in, as in the, the, I think that was the announcements, wasn't it? Okay, and so there is one more announcement here uh, about the Family Missionary Baptist Church who are presenting a homicidal pain community. Rest in Peace Memorial Services Sunday, November the 1st, 2009, starting at 4 p.m. at 996 Oakwood Avenue, Columbus, Ohio, 43206. And who will be uh, presenting this is Pastor Frederick Lamar. And so, again, the Family Missionary Baptist Church is presenting a homicidal pain community Rest in Peace Memorial Service Sunday. December the 1st, 2009, starting at 4 p.m., and who will be holding that session or that memorial service is Pastor Frederick Lamar. And to all of you that are out there, I still want to put into your ear a thought. Don't be scared to speak up. Don't be scared to speak out. Don't be scared to stand up, because this is what we got to do in order to bring closure and bring some kind of conformity, to, for for people to respect us as just the individuals that's living a a, a peaceful life, and we need. People to not be afraid, have confidence, and come forth with your story so you can be heard right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. And I'm thankful for all of you that have listened this evening. We will be back uh, September uh, of next week on the Saturday at 6 p.m. next weekend now. Be there or be square. Okay, And the whole ideal is we're going to have a political push on these subjects because we need to see the other side of the spectrum, why politics plays such a bad part in our communities. Thank you for listening. As myself, Lardy Miss Clardy, I'll talk to you next week. I bless you all.